You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. May you be blessed by the hearing and reading of Scripture and the meditation on the Word. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for that great gift. You know, we got out of, we, we get into habits and we get in and out of habits fairly quickly. And when we forget to do something after a while, we, you know, just kind of, we forget about it and then it comes back to us. And so I told Shannon, I said, Shannon, did you check the box? And she said, no. And I knew there was one prayer in here, uh, a prayer of great joy, actually. Um, and, and it's one that we all should celebrate. And so I, w- I want to I wanna instruct you on doing something. We're going to sing happy birthday to our music director, Bob Daniels. Tomorrow is his birthday, um, and that is definitely a great joy. But what a great joy to share. And all of us, when he, give, he shares with us the great gift of song. So let's share back the gift of song to Bob by singing happy birthday. And I hope you all know the words because I don't know the words all that well. So let's sing happy birthday to Bob. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, God bless you, happy birthday to you. Now will you pray with me? God of love, hear our prayer those that we're holding on to, those that we're thinking about, the schedule before us, we lift that up to you. And Lord, help us put you at the center of our lives in everything we do. May we glorify the Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. Come and surround us with your love and care. Come and remind us that you are here. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. And all of God's people say, Amen. We've been doing this sermon series on Our Purpose is Love, and it's based a little bit off the book by um, David Field, and it's a great read um, for, to kind of center yourself on your purpose of being love. And if you remember, we, we've, I've been using this quote um, from David. Um, God has a mission in the world, and love is at the heart of that mission. Love is at the heart of God's mission. If you notice, from the very beginning of Genesis to the end in Revelation, God is calling us to love and to care for one another. And throughout this little sermon series, I've been kind of leaning into First uh, John chapter four. It's a great read on that call to love, that challenge to love, that inspiration to love. And First John four, you know, it has so many great lines on love to be our purpose. Let's dive into this week's scripture reading, First John four verse twenty one. The commandment we have from him, those who claim to love God ought to love their brother and sister also. And read that again. This commandment we have from him, those who claim to love God ought to love their brother and sister also. 
This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. We ought to love our brothers, our sisters, those non-binary, transgendered, Republicans, Democrats, Cowboys, Sooners, Cubs, Cardinals, insert any other name here, we ought to love them also. And sometimes that's a challenge, isn't it? Sometimes it's a challenge to, to, to love somebody different than us. Maybe because they see things differently than us. Maybe they operate differently than us. But what if we took that also to heart? What if we took that, that also and, and applied it to our everyday lives as in trying to learn from our neighbor? As versus coming with them with this whole set of ideas of how they ought to be loved. What if we loved them also? Some of you may remember a, a few years ago, um, we were in the activities building for a, a training, and, and I had you all stand kind of gathered in the center, and I asked, what was your pace of work? Are you fast-paced or moderate-paced? And, and the, work, the room uh, went in one, two directions. And it was funny, as married couples saw themselves, and one went to the fast-paced side, and one sat on the moderate-paced side, they realized, ha that's why he does what he does. He's a fast-paced person. Or on the other side, oh, wow, that explains why they move at the place that they do. They're thinking as though who they are. And then if you remember, I asked you to, to, to pick your preference. Are you project-oriented or people-oriented? The room dispersed. And we could see each other, and we could see where we are, and we could see how we operate. We see that some people are, are project-based, that they love having those projects, knocking them out, bam, 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 bam. But then we have those people who are, are, are people, uh, people who love to know the heart of the person, and when they're thinking about making a decision, they think about the person and how it affects them, even if it's a group of people. We're all on that scale, balanced, and striving to live as one. It's a challenge, but it's the also. It's the also that, that, that God calls us to. Could you imagine if Jesus would have said when he was feeding the 5,000, all right, y'all can't come eat unless you fill out these requirements. Could you imagine if Jesus held over the people who were coming to eat? You have to think, act, be like me. But he didn't. He just said, come, sit down. And, and, you know, in, in this story, depending on which gospel you read, depends on how the dis disciples respond. And I envision, could you imagine what it would be like if we walked outside right now and 5,000 people came and said, I need to eat? What would we do? We would panic, wouldn't we? I don't think we have enough Hawaiian bread, Shanna, to feed 5,000 people. We would try, though. We'd get close. We'd be short about roughly 3,000 people because we can stretch that bread pretty far. But loving also would mean that we would search the cabinets and pray that some of that food is not past date, and we would offer what we could with what we have available. Loving also means that we're not afraid of looking at who we are and saying, hey, we don't have it. But if you sit here and wait, we're good Methodists. We'll have a potluck in under an hour because Domino's delivers, we'll make it work. Loving also stretches us. It calls us 
to look not at ourselves for love, but to look at others. It stretches us out versus us having looked in. Letting love be our purpose, having God being at the center, pushes us out versus letting us in. And far too often we find ourselves in that trap of putting up those boundaries and those barriers that keep us loving also. David Field in his book, he, he, he said that Wesley, John Wesley's understanding of love of neighbor can seen in four dimensions. Those four dimensions are a commitment to well-being of others, care for all people, the involvement of our whole life in self, and self-sacrifice. Now, we may think those are a little bit overwhelming or just another list to write down, but I think there's some truth here. And let's dive into these just a little bit. First, a, a, commitment, to sell, a commitment to well-being of others. Wesley was, was really ahead of his time was infatuated with the, the care of himself, but also the care of others, because as he took care of himself, as he played doctor towards himself, he would notice how that would help care for others. He has a great book. There's a really great early Methodist book called The Primitive Psychic. It's not necessarily one that we read in seminary, but in that, Wesley has a cure for baldness. I tried it. It didn't work. But he has this commitment of well-being of others that if we are willing as followers of Jesus to care for others' well-being, we're sharing love. And we're living in that, that dimension of being, having a commitment for well-being of others. That's a challenge, isn't it? Because it means we have to put ourselves and our ailments aside and we have to be willing to listen to the other. Then the next is care for all people. This is kind of obvious, isn't it? All people. No barriers. No X, Y, Z things. But if our love is caring for all, then those things that we put up as barriers to keep us from experiencing the other come down. And we take that all seriously. And sometimes taking that all seriously stretches us. It makes us rethink things that we held on to. And it repositions us in a place of love and care for all people. I'm reminded of a time we were working in El Paso, Texas. And I was working at Lydia Patterson Institute. And we were um, working on this concrete. And, and the way that the concrete was supposed to be, we were just going to take up one section of concrete. But if you've ever tried to take up one section of concrete, one section becomes two fairly quickly. Two becomes three so fast that the fourth just has to happen. And on the fourth slab of concrete that we were trying to pull up to put a new sidewalk down, so that way Ashley would have a really good trench dug for, for her watering system there, we were in the middle of hammering the fourth and the drug dealer came out. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. He was not happy with us sledgehammering at 11 o'clock. Could you imagine what it would be like? You're, you're sleeping, it's 11 o'clock in the morning, you've been sleeping and, and you hear these kids swinging this sledgehammer. Obviously, your response may not be too great no matter who you are. But I remember when the man came out of his house and, and, and I just walked up to him and said, 
it will be okay. It's 11 o'clock, and we've only got a little bit more to go because it's about to get hot, and we want to be finished. And he was like, well, I'm going to call the cops. And I said, okay, you do that. Because I knew his lifestyle. I knew that he wasn't going to call the cops. We'd be okay. We had a couple more sledges to hit. We got it done. But I share that with you, that our care for all people, we could have done it a whole different way. We could have learned from that experience of knowing what we were going to do and being aware of our surroundings and knowing that maybe we shouldn't do it that early. Maybe we should do it in the afternoon. But what if we actually cared for our neighbor and actually invited him to lunch with us? What would that look like? What would that look like for you? Think about some of those people that may come across your life and may need you and theirs. And we turn them away because we put up boundaries. Care for all people is important. The next thing is the involvement of our whole life and self. And, and while this love of neighbor is, is a great dimension to live in, and, and we strive to live it when we truly invest our whole life and whole self into what we do, we experience God. And we live that out, that whole idea of God is love. We say it all the time, but do we really live it? Do we really share it? Do we drive the way that we show that we love God? Do we email and, and share things on social media in the way that we show that we love God? Because when we allow God in to our involvement of our whole life and self, it shapes us and changes us to look past ourselves and to look at our neighbors and to get to know our neighbors. Not just the ones that live next door to you, but you know your neighbors, the one that will be serving you lunch today if you go out to eat. You know your neighbors, the one that may be working at the gas station today if you have to pump gas. You know your neighbors, the one that will help you at the grocery store when you need help at the grocery store. Could you imagine what sharing love would look like to them? So what they don't have the five pounds of sugar you need? What if two and a half will work? And instead of being angry and upset, what if we shared love to those who are willing to be amongst us? Investing our whole self matters. It's a gospel imperative that we give our whole self to the love of God. When we allow that love to work on us, it works through us. It's not a one-way street. It's a two-way thing. And when we allow God in and, and allow God to direct our lives, that love that we share becomes a whole thing and not a half thing and not a measurable thing. God never asked for 10%. God asked for all of us, our whole self, which leads us into the last one of self-sacrifice. It's really easy. When we truly love our neighbor and that self-sacrifice that we give, that means that we're willing to put ourselves and, and things are going on in us and listen to the other and get to know the other. Do you know why you don't like the people that you do? Have you ever talked to them? Have you ever got to know them and know where they're coming from? When we take that time and we do that and we let go and we let go of ourselves and, and we listen to the other, we start to see things. Sometimes in ourselves. Sometimes we see things in ourselves that we don't 
want to live anymore and we pivot. This life is a journey. It's a journey that we learn to grow closer to God. It's not that once you accept Jesus into your heart, you're done, you got it all laid out and everything's perfect. It's a journey of love and allowing God to be at the center of that love. A self-sacrificing, willingness for the other kind of love. And that's difficult. Self-sacrifice means that we put our self and culture behind and we put God at the center of who we are. So when we love also, we find that this commitment to well-being becomes easier because care is not about us. When we love also, care for all people becomes our top priority. When we love also, the involvement of our whole self We allow ourselves to be consumed by God's love that radiates through us and in us. When we love also, self-sacrifice is not something we worry about. It becomes second nature to who we are. We are called to love also. Came across this story. A few years ago, a, a John Hopkins professor gave a group of graduate students this assignment. Go to the slums, take 200 boys between the ages of 12 and 16, and investigate their background and environment. Then predict their chances for the future. So the students did this. They, after consulting a social scientist and, and got everything all organized and ready to go, uh, they started talking to the boys and compiling all the data and concluded that 90% of the boys would spend some time in jail. Then 25 years later, another group of graduate students was given the job of testing the prediction. They went back to the same area. Some of the boys that were questioned and test were now men by this point. A few had died. Some had moved away. But then they got in touch with about 180 of the original 200 And they found that only four of the group had ever been sent to jail. So what happened? This was a little bit surprising, a little bit shocking. Why were these men who lived in a breeding place of crime have such a surprising record? The researchers, after looking at all their data, concluded, well, there was a teacher They pressed further and found that in 75% of the cases, it was the same woman. The researchers took this teacher, now living in a home for retired teachers, and and worked with her and, and asked her all these questions, how she extended this remarkable influence over the group of children. Could she give them some reasons or advice why these boys should have remembered her? Teacher responded, no. No, I really couldn't. And then thinking back over the years, the teacher kind of remembered more to herself than to her questioners. I loved those boys. Love changes the world, not hate. And that requires us to let go of ourselves, put ourselves aside, allow God to be at the center, and love also. Let us pray. 
God, help us love. Help us love our neighbors. Help us love our neighbors, those ones that we disagree with. Help us love each other as you love us because we are your first love. God, may we love also all who come in our way. And may your love penetrate our hearts to penetrate this world. Lord, help us love also. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. We hope you have a good week, and we ask that you connect with us online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you, and have a good day.